Praise God. Hallelujah. Welcome to the church in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. I believe you have been waiting to receive the word of God and God's word is coming your way today. And I know your life will be changed in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's have a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we're grateful for your mercy and your grace. Thank you for your presence here. And thank you for your words that you have prepared for us. Thank you for our lives will change for the better by your word. And we give you the praise for it. We're asking that your word will distill upon our hearts as the dew of heaven. And our lives will be changed by your word. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. Praise God. All right, happy new month to you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's a new month, the month of June. Hallelujah. And it's our month of um, consciousness of our new creation realities in Christ. Consciousness of our new creation realities in Christ. So this month we're going to be talking about new creation realities. Um, What are new creation realities? They are the realities of the man in Christ. In other words, the things, the realities, the truths, the facts that the man in Christ has become and has come into. And so the man in Christ is actually a brand new man with new realities. Glory to God. Now, 2 Corinthians chapter number 5 and verse 17. It says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ is a new creature, old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. All things are become new. Hallelujah. So if any man be in Christ, now what does it mean to be in Christ? It simply means to be in union with Christ. In other words, coming into oneness with Christ. Now we understand that union, um, as it is defined in scriptures, um, is actually possible or made possible by faith. Glory to God. Now, spiritual union is by faith. Glory to God. So if any man comes into union with Christ, the Bible says the man is a new creature. And how does that happen? By faith. Hallelujah. Now, the Bible tells us in Romans chapter number 10, if you start the reading from verse 8, it tells us about the righteousness of faith. It says, the word is near you, even in your mouth and in your heart, that is the word of faith which you preach. That if you shall confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, it says, then thou shall be saved. So what does that mean? It simply means that through faith, confessing that Jesus Christ is Lord of your life and believing in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you come into union with Christ. You are saved. Hallelujah. And this union brings you into newness. It brings you into the newness of life. God has called you to newness. Hallelujah. Because you're a new man. So the moment you get born again, you become a brand new man in Christ. What does that mean? There was a man that used to be. There was a man that used to be in the flesh. There was a man that used to exist in the fallen Adam. And that man is called the old man, the Adamic nature. That is the nature of unrighteousness, the nature of sin. Now, before you got born again, you carried that nature in you. The Bible tells us very clearly in Romans chapter number 3 and verse 23, it says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So when Adam sinned in the Garden of Eden, the Bible tells us that Man sinned, mankind, because he was the federal head of humanity and he represented humanity. So when he sinned, man sinned. And the outcome of that transgression was that man became corrupted in his nature. And there's a picture of this in Ephesians chapter number 2. If you start reading from verse 1 to verse 4, Paul was painting a picture of what life used to be like before, okay, the fall, and then what life is right now. Now, let's jump to verse 2 for time. Quickly, if you jump to verse 2, Ephesians chapter number 2, and verse 2, it says, wherein in time past, speaking of life before Christ, okay, life before salvation, life before union with Christ. 
It says, wherein in time past he walked according to the cause of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now walketh in the children of disobedience. Look at verse 3. Among whom also we had our conversation in times past in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others, by nature. Hallelujah. So that means everyone who is not born again, every man who is not saved, is by nature a child of wrath, by nature a child of Satan, by nature a partaker of the Adamic nature of sin. Amen? So when you got born again, you became a brand new man. In union with Christ, you could not retain the old nature because the Bible tells us that there's a law in the spirit. And this law is that anyone who comes into union or in union with Christ becomes a new person. Glory to God. And that's 2 Corinthians 5.17. Amen? If any man being Christ is a law, he's a new creature. The moment you come into union with Christ through faith, in other words, you're saved, you're born again, you become a brand new man. Glory to God. You become a new creature. Now, the first birth, naturally, was the kind of birth that brought you into this world, and that birth is called natural birth. It is called being born after the flesh. Glory to God. Now, Jesus describing this new birth in John chapter number 3, when Nicodemus came to him and wanted to know what it meant to be born again. And Jesus said, in John chapter number 3 and verse 3, he said something very profound. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again. Now he introduced that concept, born again, born anew. He cannot see the kingdom of God. And then he went on to say, in verse 4, Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born when he's old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? And then verse 5, Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Now look at verse 6. This is powerful. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. And that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Glory to God. So spiritual birth here simply means that you are born again deep within your heart. All right? You are still the same person on the outside. In other words, your complexion has not changed. Amen? You still bear the same name naturally. Maybe you are John and then you get born again. You come into union with Christ. Amen? Okay? There's a man on the inside that gets born again. Okay? He becomes a brand new person. And I need you to understand that man is a tripartite being. In other words, man has three dimensions to him. There is the spirit nature of man, there is the soul side of man, and there's the body. Hallelujah. But man is primarily a spirit being that has a soul and lives in a body. So God is saying here that when a man is born again, it is that dimension of his spirit the spirit nature of man that is changed, that is born anew. So that which is born of the flesh is flesh. In other words, if you give birth to a child naturally, it is not a spirit that will be born in the hospital or in the maternity ward. It's a flesh. In other words, you see the physical body of the child born. But when one gets born again, it is not the flesh that is changed. It is the spirit that is born anew. So that which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. So when you get born again, your spirit becomes a brand new person. Your spirit being becomes a brand new person. All right? The spirit being that used to be was a partaker of what is called the sin nature, the old man. Now the spirit that is now in Christ, in union with Christ, is a partaker of what is called divine life, eternal life, divine life, life of the God kind. Glory to God. So your spirit is now born anew. Your spirit is born anew. 
Now, evidently and very clearly, in First Thessalonians chapter number 5 and verse 23, the Bible tells us and shows the three dimensions of man. It speaks of the spirit, the soul, and the body. Paul praying for the church at Thessalonica, he says, And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. And I pray God, your whole spirit, mark the word spirit, and soul, mark the word soul, and body, mark the word body, be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So, spirit and soul and body. So, there's the spirit side of man, and there is the soul side of man, and the body side of man. But primarily, man is a spirit being that has or possesses a soul and lives in the body. So, that means that man has capacity to live in the spirit world and interact with the spirit world because God made man in his own image. John chapter 4 and verse 23 tells us that 24, John 4, 24, that God is a spirit and those that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So when God made man in his own image and after his likeness, Genesis 1, 26, he made man a spirit being like him that has a soul, hallelujah, and lives in a body. So man has capacity to interact with the spirit world of God, of the God kind, with the spirit that is the born-again man, all right? And then he can interact with the soul realm, with his soul, and interact with the physical realm, with his body. Praise God. So when a man gets born again, what part of man is born anew? Jesus, the Lord, explained it in Gospel according to St. John chapter number 3 and verse 6, that that which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Meaning that when a man gets born again, it is the spirit of that man that is born again. You know, unlike what Nicodemus thought, that will that man go back into his mother's womb and be born afresh? Jesus said no. It is not physical birth I'm talking about. I'm talking about spiritual reborn. Hallelujah. Rebirth. I'm talking about being born anew. Being born anew spiritually. So when a man is born again, his spirit is born anew with the nature of God, with the life of God. Hallelujah. And this is what it means to be born again. So the Bible tells us in 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 17, if any man, it does, not, it does not matter your background, it does not matter where you're coming from, if any man, any man, being Christ, comes into union with Christ by faith, believing in Jesus Christ and as Lord and Savior, and then that man is born anew. The Bible tells us the man becomes a brand new person, a new creature. Glory to God. There is no old creature in Christ. Every creature, every man creature in Christ is a new creature. Glory to God. Every. Glory to God. Amen. So, when you got born again, newness of life and nature came into your spirit. The old life gave way to the new. You were born anew deep within you. And you know, Apostle Peter, by the Holy Spirit, explained it this way in 1 Peter 2 and verse 2. It says, as newborn babes, newborn, desire the sincere milk of the world that you may grow thereby. So that means there's a place of desiring the word of God and growing by the word. But the emphasis here is that as newborn babes, desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. So when you are born again, you're born anew a child of God, a newborn babe. Hallelujah. In other words, in the spirit, you are a child born anew. In your heart, deep within you, you are a child born anew. And then you need to grow up. You need to be groomed. You need to be taught God's word and then mature unto maturity. Glory to God. Unto adulthood. All right. So, if any man be in Christ... Go back to 7 Corinthians 5 and verse 17. He's a brand new man. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. How many things? All things are become new. All things are become new in Christ. Now, it's very important for us to uh, look at it 
again and understand what the Bible is saying about this new creation man. Okay, just from that verse 17 of 2 Corinthians chapter number 5. Amen. It says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, is a new creature, all things are passed away. And then it says, behold, look at it. All right, give heed to this. All things are become new. How many things? All things. Now, we have to behold the things that God has done in us and for us in order that we may know that indeed we have become new and all things that God has blessed us with are new. If you don't behold it, you may not know. There are a lot of Christians today who do not know that they are new creatures in Christ. They do not know that they have come into new things in Christ. In their mind, they are still thinking the old. So the Bible tells us to behold that all things have become new. So the key word here in embracing the things that have become new and the you that have become a brand new person, you have to behold it. You have to look at it. You have to be conscious of the fact that you are a brand new man in Christ. Amen? And how do we behold who we are in Christ? The newness of life that we have received. You are going to behold that, you know, in the Word. You look in the mirror of God's Word, then you can see yourself the way God sees you. Can someone say amen to that? Behold. So the key word here in walking in the newness of life is the word behold. Now put that word, word um, in mind. And then let's go to Isaiah chapter number 43, verses 18 and 19. Isaiah 43, verses 18 and 19. When, when it comes to newness, all right, you see the tone of scriptures is to remember or behold or look at it. Think upon it. Praise the Lord God Almighty. So verse 18 here tells us, it says, Remember ye not the former things, neither consider the things of old. Remember ye not the former things, neither consider the things of old. Okay, now look at verse 19. It says, Behold, I will do a new thing. So when it comes to new things, somehow, you know, people are not used to focusing on new things. Because people are used to the old, and when the new comes, you have to consciously, intentionally call the attention to the new things. If you don't call the attention to the new things, they may not know that new things have arrived because people get used to the old. Amen? Now, understand this. This is very important. Look at verse 19. It says, Behold, I will do a new thing. Now, you know, the Bible could have read this way. I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. But the Bible is calling our attention to the new thing that God will do. Now, in our case, in Christ, he has done a new thing. We are now new creatures, and the things that we have come into are new things. And so God is calling our attention to the newness of life, the new things that we have become, the new things that we have come into. So we have to behold. It's a thing of the mind. It's a thing of memory, remembering what God has done. Hallelujah. You have to remember. It says, remember ye not the former things. In other words, disconnect your memory from the past. Disconnect your memory from how it used to be or how it used to be like. Disconnect your memory from who you used to be. Now remember, behold, that you are now a new creature in Christ. You are now a child of God. Your possibilities and realities are now new in Christ. Glory to God. You have to behold it. You have to behold it. Again, when in the book of Revelation, when God said, he said, behold, I make all things new. Hallelujah. I make all things new. Now, why? Because, you see, new things, all right, must be um, advertised, must be publicized for people to come into the awareness of them. You know, if, if, you, if, you, if you don't call the attention of people to the new, all right, they will continue with the old. It's natural for people to just continue with the old. Hallelujah. 
Look at Revelation 21 and verse 5. And he that sat upon the throne said, look at that word again, Behold, I make all things new. In other words, when it comes to new things, you have to behold them. If you don't think upon the new things that you have become and that you have in Christ, you may never come into the awareness of them. You may never make the most of them. You may never be able to take advantage of them. You may never be able to walk in the consciousness and the life of these things. Glory to God. And that's why it's very important to behold. That's the key word we're stressing here. So if any man being Christ is a new creature, all things have passed away. And then it says, behold, all things have become new. All things. Behold it. So that means we have to consider that life is now different. Okay? Things are now different. The season is different. The dispensation is different. Alright? We have stepped into newness. Now we have to think on it consciously, intentionally. If we don't think on it consciously and intentionally, we may never remember. We may never consider that all things have become new. Praise God. And that's why it's important to think on the new. Hallelujah. And disconnect your mind from the past. You don't have to, you know, consciously remember the old. Amen. I said amen. The old is already in your memory. It's there. Glory to God. So God says, remember not things of the old. All right? In other words, remember not the former things. You see? In other words, don't remember them. In other words, it's something you can remember naturally. How you used to live maybe for 25 years or 20 years or 16 years or 10 years before you got born again. It's already wired into your consciousness. Okay? So you don't have to try to remember that kind of life. It's a part and parcel of you already. But God is saying here, for you to actually walk in the new, then you have to engage your mind intentionally to know that all things have become new. Glory to God. Behold. So anytime God is doing a new thing, that keyword comes, behold. He calls our attention to it. Because somehow your mind may skip it. Your consciousness may not align with it. Somehow, you may forget about it. God says, look at it. It's making an advert. It's publicizing the new. I do a new thing. You're a new creature. Now, look at, look at 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Let's go back to that scripture again. All right? And we understand here. It says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, is a new creature. Old things are what? Passed away. Now, when he was pointing our attention to the new... Look at what he said. Behold, all things have become new. Behold, all things have become new. Glory to God. Behold, look at it. Observe it. Take note of it. Be conscious of it. Remember it. Put it to heart. Put it to heart that all things have become new. Look at verse 18. And it tells us the things that have become new. Glory to God. In verse 18 of 2 Corinthians chapter number 5, it says, And all things are of God who had reconciled us unto himself by Jesus Christ and had given to us the ministry of reconciliation. So, God is saying here that all things that have become new are of God. They are of God. The things that we have become are of God. The things that we have come into are of God. Hallelujah. All things are of God and all things are of God. They are of God. The things of the new man in Christ, they are of God. Hallelujah. First John 4 and verse 4, it says, little children, you are of God. That means you are of God. Your nature is now of God. Your life is now of God. You are now a partaker of the very life of God. You are now of God. Behold. Behold. You now have new possibilities and new realities. Behold. Things are different now. Behold, things are new now, brand new. Glory to God. You can enjoy the newness of life now. The key to it is the renewing of the mind. You have to behold it. You have to look at it. You have to give heed to it. You have to observe it. You have to consider it. You have to remember it. Behold, all things have become new. Glory to God. Behold. Now look at Romans chapter number 6. All right. 
if we start a reading here, let's start from verse 3 into verse 4. He says, do, do you not know? Now look at what Paul, he says, know ye not, are you not aware? <laughs> so this thing is a thing of awareness. It's, it's a thing of consciousness. Are you not aware? Know ye not? That so many of us as a, were baptized into Jesus Christ, were baptized into his death. In other words, what is he saying here? He says, are you not aware that when you were baptized into Christ, in other words, when you became born again, hallelujah, you were actually baptized into Christ's death. In other words, Christ died on the cross. He was crucified. And when he was crucified, it was your crucifixion. When he died, it was your death that he died. Glory to God. So the old man was crucified with him. Glory to God. Hallelujah. In other words, he's saying here, look, the old is gone. The cross of Jesus Christ dealt with the old. The resurrection of Jesus Christ brought us into the new. Hallelujah. So the cross of Jesus Christ and his death dealt with the old. The old man, the old life, the old insufficiency, the old inferiority complex. Everything was dealt with at Calvary. And then from the tomb of Jesus Christ, he was raised from the dead into newness. Newness of life. And we were raised together with him. Can someone say hallelujah? Now look at verse 4 of Romans chapter number 6. Therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death, that as like Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. So walk in newness of life, even so. Even so. Now, it takes awareness to know that a product has been upgraded. There's a new version of it. You have to be told. You have to be told. Somehow, do you know that some people don't want to update their apps because they're already used to that particular app? And the new one has some added advantages and all that, a twist to it. But people are already used to the old, so they feel like this new thing is just too, you know, we are not used to it. But you see, you have to try it, okay, and then get used to it. Because when the old came, which was new at the time, okay, it came and you felt like, what's this? And you tried it, and then you got used to it, and now you like it. Now there's a new version of that app, that application. And it says, try this. He said, well, I'm used to the old. And that is the, um, the core reason why believers are not used to exploring the new life the way they ought to because they're already used to the old. Now before you got born again, okay, your mind had been trained in a particular way. So somehow... You were used to thinking in a particular way, doing things in a particular way, walking in a particular way, approaching life in a particular way, seeing life from a particular perspective. But now, God is saying, you have to change your perspective. The new has come. The new has come. Amen? Most of the time, what we need is not new things per se, because they're already available. Most of the time, what we need is actually a new perspective, the consciousness of the new. This account comes to mind of Gideon. When the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon, amen, now what did he say to Gideon? Amen. Thou mighty man of what? Valor. Can you imagine that? The man was threshing wheat in a wine press because he was afraid of the Midianites. Now, the angel didn't come to lay hands on him for an impartation. The angel only came to remind him of who he was. Hallelujah. You are a mighty man of valor. That's all. He didn't know that he he was a mighty man. He didn't know. Because he was afraid. Fear had overshadowed the, the consciousness of his true identity. So the angel came to remind him, all right, you're a mighty man of valor. Now go in this thy might. He didn't say, now you have might, go. No, he says, go in this your might. You already have it. Glory to God. You already have it. Look at Judges chapter number 6. 
Let's start from a mighty man of valor. Judges chapter number 6 and verse 12. It says, And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him and said unto him, The Lord is with thee, thou mighty man of valor. The Lord is with thee, thou mighty man of valor. Wow. The man who was afraid, who couldn't face the enemy. God is saying here, I'm with you. The angel of the Lord is saying to him, I'm with you. God is with you. The Lord is with you. You are a mighty man of valor. He couldn't face the enemy. But God was reminding him, God is with you. The Lord is with you. You are a mighty man of valor. Mighty. Mighty. Now just think about yourself in Christ. Hallelujah. Are you a mighty man of valor in Christ? If any man be in Christ, is what? A new creature. Now, 1 Corinthians 6 and verse 17. We're coming back to Judges. And I want to show you something here. He that is joined to the Lord, come on now, is one spirit with the Lord. He that is joined to the Lord is one spirit with the Lord. What does that mean? It simply means that the moment you get born again and you come into union with Christ, you are one spirit with him. David put it this way. In Psalm 27, he said, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? So the Lord has become your light and your salvation. Say amen to that. He's your light and your salvation. Because you are now joined to the Lord, you are no longer alone all by yourself. You are now joined to the Lord, you are one with God spirit to spirit. Amen. You are one with him in spirit. You are one spirit with the Lord. Glory to God. So the Lord's strength is your strength. The Lord's wisdom is your wisdom. The the Lord's power is your power. The Lord's ability is your ability. God's grace is your grace. Can someone say amen to that? Amen. You are one spirit with him. You are joined unto the Lord. Now, Gideon didn't know that he was a mighty man of valor he was asking question where are the signs and wonders that our fathers told us of amen he was afraid fear had overshadowed his true sense of identity why because of memory do you know that there are many things that could overshadow one's memory of one's identity consciousness of one's identity knowledge of one's identity amen many things number one the defeats you've suffered in time past number two the things you've tried out in time past and didn't work out the failures of the past number three the kind of training you had in the flesh those things are in your mind okay some people were trained to be afraid from childhood Some people were trained not to be expressive from childhood. Okay? Some other people were trained, you know, to be subjective from childhood. So somehow in the soul, there's that constraint there. Now this person is born again. All the possibilities and realities of God are now available in his spirit and available to him. But somehow in the mind, in the soul, there is that limitation and you cannot see yourself the way God sees you. And you're thinking, who am I? Who am I? Hallelujah. Who am I? Who am I? Who am I? And God is saying, behold, you're a new creature. Think on it. You're now born again. Hallelujah. The angel came to Gideon, and the angel did not impart him with anything. The angel did not give him any special strength. The angel didn't give him any miracle rod. The angel did not shine forth light before him, before his eyes. The angel only reminded him of who he was. Who are you? Hallelujah. And the Lord looked upon him and said, look at verse 14. Go in this thy might. Go. In this thy might. And thou shalt save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have not I sent thee? Go in this thy might. Glory to God. Now, hear this. This is very important. You need to come to the awareness of who you are in Christ. 
much of the things you're grappling with, most of the things you're grappling with, much of the challenge you're grappling with, everything is actually due to the fact that you cannot still remember that Christ is in you. The moment you can remember that strength is in you, you are one with God. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. You are a brand new man in Christ. Christ is your light. Christ is your salvation. Christ is the strength of your life. Amen. The moment you can remember that and sustain that consciousness, you do well. Hallelujah. You do well. Know ye not, Paul kept saying, know ye not, know ye not, are you not aware? Are you not aware? Know ye not? In other words, are you not conscious of the fact that this is what has happened in Christ? The exchange had been done and today you have come into new things. Are you not aware of it? That as many as we're baptized into Christ, we're baptized into his death. Amen. Are you not aware that if any man be in Christ is a new creature, old things have passed away, behold, all things have become new. Are you not aware that now you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you? Are you not aware that now he that is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him? Are you not aware that now the might of God is your might and his strength is your strength? Are you aware of it? That's the consciousness that drives the working and the functioning of the new man in Christ. Behold, all things have become new. Behold, glory to God. Behold it. Behold. Behold it. Now, let let me show you a couple of things here in the book of Romans, chapter number 6. Romans 6. And we started reading here from verse 4. We read earlier. Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. Look at verse 5. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection. Look at verse 6. I love this. Knowing this. So there are certain things you ought to know about who you are and what Christ has done for you. Hallelujah. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified or was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed or disengaged. That henceforth we should not serve sin. So look at it. Know ye not. In other words, knowing this. There are certain things you ought to know. Amen. Now, the death we are to die in Christ is not our dying or our death. Amen. It is accepting the death of Christ for us. Glory to God. In other words, you are accepting what Christ has done for you. You accept the fact that the old man died with him, was crucified with him. The crucifixion of Jesus Christ led to his death. So that old nature of pride, of, you know, um, selfishness, covetousness, worldly desire, lust of the eyes, lust of the pride, lust of the flesh, pride of life, all those desires, all right, in the old man, in the world, were crucified with Christ. Now you have to reckon it so. Hallelujah. Amen. That is the potent death of the old man. Nothing can kill the old man. Nothing can deal with the old man other than the cross of Christ. Amen? If you try, you're trying hard to deny the old man. You're trying hard to do all those things. No, it won't work. Just know for sure, according to God's word, that the old nature, the old life, was crucified with Christ, that the body of sin, this body, might be destroyed. The word destroyed there from the root word simply means disengaged. In other words, made insensitive to sin. That henceforth we should not serve sin. So to disengage this body from being sensitive to sin, you must reckon it to your account that indeed Christ 
died for you. And when he died for you, your old nature, your old life was crucified with him and died with him and was buried with him. And that burial was the end of the old man, end of the old nature. And when Jesus was raised from the dead, he was raised from the dead in newness of life. And so the man in Christ is a brand new man. A product of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Can someone say hallelujah? <laughs> Glory to God. Amen. Someone say what? Um, it's just this challenge. It's just my challenge. I'm just struggling hard, you know, to break free from it and all that. I tell you, listen very carefully. The most potent death and burial of the old man was done by Christ himself at Calvary at Golgotha, when he was crucified. The old man was crucified with him. Amen. Now, that was the death, and the crucifixion and the death of the old man. And then, Jesus, in his death, was buried in the tomb. And on the third day, according to scriptures, the Bible tells us that he was raised from the dead. Now, Jesus was raised from the dead because he had died. You, you, don't, you don't resurrect the living. You can only resurrect the dead. Praise God. Resurrection is for the dead. It is not for the living. So Jesus died that the old man might die with him. The cross of Jesus Christ was the crucifixion of the old man. And that crucifixion was your crucifixion. He did it for you and he did it as your substitute. So he took your place and it was you, the old you, that was being crucified with Christ. Glory to God. Amen? So that the body of sin might be disengaged. So that we are no longer sensitive to sin. In other words, when sin comes, we don't understand the language sin speaks. Glory to God. Why? Because we now know in our hearts that Jesus died for us and the old man died with him. And we believe it. The moment you believe that, the power and the desire of sin is broken from off your soul. And there is true liberty in your soul. You can serve God in the liberty of the spirit. Glory to God. Because now you're conscious of what Christ has done for you. You believe it. You believe it. Can someone say amen to that? You can break away from every hold of masturbation, sexual fantasy. You can break away from all those things. Why? Because Jesus Christ, when he was crucified, your old nature was crucified with him. Your old man was crucified with him. Your old life was crucified with him. So you can break free right now. Amen. Reckoning it to your account. I want to show you something very quickly. Go to verse 7. Romans 6 and verse 7. For he that is dead is freed from sin. If you reckon the old man dead with Christ, in faith, all right, he that is dead is freed from sin. You are free. Glory to God. I said you are free. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Someone says my challenge is just pride. All right. You're free. The old man is proud. The new man is humble. You're free. No more pride. Glory to God. Reckon it. Read on verse 8. Look at it. It says, Now if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. Hallelujah. Knowing that Christ being raised from the dead died no more, death had no more dominion over him. Look at verse 10. Powerful. For in that he died, he died unto sin once, permanently. But in that he liveth, he liveth unto God forever. Look at verse 11. I love verse 11. Amen. Likewise, in the same measure, reckon ye also yourselves to be dead practically indeed unto sin but alive unto god through jesus christ our lord the key here is reckoning it in other words behold that it happened in your favor it happened because of you it happened to set you free it happened to let you know that you can identify with what has happened for you what christ did for you you identify with that and the power of god takes effect in your life and you just realize that you're living a life of newness. You're so blessed. Glory to God. Amen. I said amen. 
This is the life of the grace of God. I'm insensitive to sin. I'm insensitive to poverty. I'm insensitive to inferiority complex. I'm insensitive to condemnation. I'm insensitive to guilt. I'm insensitive to oppression. I do not respond to those things. Hallelujah. My body has been disengaged. Hallelujah. From sensitivity to those things. Because I have reckoned it to my account that when Jesus died, it was my old man that died. My old man died with him. When he was crucified before his death, the old life was crucified with him. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. I said hallelujah. And that's in my past. Glory to God. Now I live the resurrected life from the crucified life. Amen. From the crucified life. I now live the resurrected life from the crucified life. Glory to God. And I live in the resurrected power of Jesus Christ for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set me free, made me free from the law of sin and death. Hallelujah. I live by the powers of the age to come. I reckon it to my account that when he was crucified, it was my old life, my fear, my inferiority complex, my sin, my guilt, my condemnation that was crucified with him. Now I live by the power of God's spirit. The new man is not subject to sin, not subject to the devil, not subject to this world, not subject to poverty. I live in dominion. I live in strength. Glory to God. I know it and I believe it. And I'm thinking upon it. I'm looking at it. Behold, all things have become new. (laughs) Behold, all things have become new. Take heed to it. All things have become new. Look at it. All things have become new. Consider it. All things have become new. God is saying, this is what I've done. Look at it. Look at it. Look at it. Glory to God. We all with unveiled face. Beholding as in a glass the glory of God, we are changed into the same image from glory to glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the living God. It is what you can behold that can affect your life. Your life is influenced by your devotion, your focus. Whatever you can focus on, that is what is going to change your life. If you can't focus on it, it's not going to change your life. God is saying here, behold it. It's new now. New possibilities, new realities, new creation realities. Amen. Praise God. Have you been blessed? Glory to God. Lift up your hands and I want you to acknowledge it right now in your heart. Father, thank you because I'm a brand new man in Christ. Thank you because the old is gone. The failures of the past are gone. Intimidations, inferiority complex, condemnation, fear of the past gone. In the name of Jesus Christ, I'm a brand new man in Christ. The old life was crucified with Christ and died with Christ and was buried with Christ. The new man that now lives in Christ uh, is a man of valor, a mighty man of valor. Glory to God, hallelujah. And I go in this my might, like you told Gideon. Go in this your might, in the name of Jesus Christ. I'm new within. I have strength to do what God has called me to do. I'm one with Christ. His strength is my strength. His grace is my grace. I walk in the fullness of life. No more incapacitation. No more intimidation. No more fear. I I do not cave in anymore. Now I am free. Jesus has set me free. Glory to God. I am free, totally free. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. You believe it? Hallelujah. Glory to God. All right, this is SMS, Special Miracle Service. We take communion now. All right, as we take communion, remember our high priest, the Lord Jesus Christ. Remember our substitute, the one who took our place. And when he took our place, he became us. And so he was crucified in our stead. And today we stand blessed. We stand elevated. We stand no longer condemned, but justified because of him. So we're doing this right now in his name. The night that Jesus Christ was betrayed, he took bread and he broke it and said, Take it, this is my body broken for you. As often as you eat it, eat it in remembrance of me. 
when he had given thanks and had supped, he took the cup containing wine and said, This cup is a cup of the New Testament in my blood. As often as you drink it, drink it in remembrance of me. So we are doing this in remembrance of our Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Go ahead and eat and drink and be thankful. Hallelujah. Lift up your hands right now. There's an atmosphere of the Spirit of God around you. Go ahead and take what you require. Healing, prosperity, health, name it. Open doors, favor. Go ahead and take what you require right now. In the name of Jesus Christ. Go ahead. Take it, take it, take it, take it, take it. Take it in the name of Jesus Christ. Go ahead and take it. Go ahead and take it. Go ahead and take it. Blessed be your holy name, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. All right, send in your testimonies right away. Send your testimonies to the number on the screen. Go ahead and send in your testimonies in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you.